everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. We're starting a brand new series today called Breakthrough. Somebody say Breakthrough. Um, we're very excited about that. Before we jump into the series, can I show you a picture of my family? Yeah, can I show you a picture of my kids? Okay, I'm going to show it to you anyway, if you want to. Okay. These are my beautiful kids. That my, my wife and I, we made them. <laughs> Just, that's how it works. Uh, the older one, okay, his name is Gabriel, and the younger one, his name is Levi. Uh, my three-year-old, we don't call him Gabriel. Um, we used to call him Baby G. How many know Baby G? Yeah, yeah, he's the man. He's famous, okay? Uh, uh, we don't call him Baby G anymore. He upgraded. Now he's G, okay? And uh, I, I just, I have a blast playing with my kids, especially my older one. Okay, here's what I do. I want to, I wrestle with him. I want to tough him up a little bit. So, like, I'll grab him and, like, Put him in the corner safely, okay? I'll put him in the corner, and I'm like, you can't get out. You can't get out. And he'll be, like, trying to fight me to get out. And he goes, I'm trapped, Daddy. I'm trapped. All right? And then I'm like, no, you could get out. Come on, come on. And I'm, I'm messing with him. And then eventually he starts tearing up a little bit, like, I'm trapped, Daddy. And I say, okay, okay, buddy, you can go. And he says, no, Daddy, I'm trapped. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you, this, this, you can go. And we just have a blast, my wife and I, uh, with our kids. We've been married for, it's, it's seven years, right? <laughs> seven years? Okay. I'm not asking. I just want to confirm. Okay? And all the husbands said amen. Yeah, we just want to confirm, okay? Because if you get it wrong, you know, just, there's trouble. There's trouble. But we've been married for seven years, and uh, this is our, our pride and joy, my family. As we uh, enter into our new series, just, just a reminder before I, I continue. This Thursday is First Thursday. So make sure you get here because we're going to be talking about fasting and praying. So make sure you get here. And in the month of January, we're going to be having services, I mean, almost every week, multiple times during the week. So make sure to get here. Um, breakthrough. How many believe that 2022 is your year? Come on. This is your year. This is my year. Man, I, I'm believing God is going to do something. Uh, in your finances. I'm believing God is going to do something in your marriage, um, at your job, um, through maybe avenues, maybe avenues in your life that weren't open. God's going to open a door so you can open it. And this is the year that you will walk through those doors. But if you're anything like me, sometimes the biggest enemy that I have, it's not the devil, it's not Satan, it's myself. And it's my thoughts, right? Do I have any overthinkers in the room? Okay, okay. 
usually the overthinkers don't raise their hand because it's like, I'm not sure. Am I an overthinker? Man, maybe I am. You're an overthinker, buddy. So sometimes I, I get in my way, you know, I'm, I'm overthinking, I'm overanalyzing everything. But here's God, you know, trying to show me his promises and his blessings. And I'm like, man, I'm not sure. Is that for me? Is that what God wants for my life? And sometimes I can block the blessing that God has for me. Uh, here's how it says in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. It says, you've been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth. This is Solomon talking, the most wisest person in the world. Solomon says, hey, buddy, you need to watch what you say. You need to watch how you say it because the very words you're saying can set a trap for you. The very things that you're speaking about yourself, the things that you're speaking to yourself can come into existence. My three-year-old son, I'm saying, hey, buddy, you can go. Go ahead, run, run. And he's like, daddy, I'm trapped. Although I am telling him he's free in his head, he doesn't believe he's free. I wonder if there's somebody here today where God is telling you promises, blessings, miracles, and you're saying, no, God, I'm just stuck. I'm trapped where I am. I'm trapped in my thoughts. I'm trapped in my feelings. I'm ensnared by the words of my mouth. Solomon says another awesome proverb. He says this. It says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Paul says the way that we think, the way that our thought process works, that's that is who we will become. Now, I want you to look at the scripture because I've seen it so many times. According to the scripture, my heart has a mind. It says, for as he thinketh in his, in his heart, so is he. I'll, I'll prove it to you. You know, when you're, when you're uh, giving counsel to someone, maybe about a decision that they're about to make, something they're about to do, what do you always tell them? Hey, go with your heart. What is your heart telling you? Because we think with our heart. We make decisions with our heart. And Paul is saying, man, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So how do I, how do, I do that? How do I get my heart lined up with what God has for my life. Well, a scripture that comes to mind, Psalms chapter 51, verse 10, David says this, David says, create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit in me. That word heart, create in me a new heart, that word heart, it's not talking about uh, the organ the heart, it's talking about the will, the emotions, the intellect. And David is saying, would you create in me, not, not only in my heart, but in my mind, that I can line up with your words. You know, sometimes God will be speaking something to my mind. God is for you. God is with you. And my heart leads me in another direction. 
Sometimes my mind may be talking about what God has for me. I'm listening to messages. I'm listening to podcasts. But then sometimes my heart is saying, no, don't believe that. That's not for you. David said, would you take my mind and my heart and create a steadfast spirit? Steadfast in the, in the Hebrew, it means immovable, unshakable. And I believe here at the 1130, God is creating some immovable, unshakable people that your mind and your heart would align themselves. Here's a Here's the scriptures, very, uh, very famous scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We're going to read that scripture together. We're going to stop at the word think. Okay, ready, go. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That was awesome, okay? Let's read it again, but let's put an emphasis on the words, but let God. Ready, go. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let transform you into a new person by changing the way you think looks like i gotta let god do it looks like i gotta let god control my mind my thought process even my overthinking i can't do this on my own i have to allow god to do it because if i'm gonna receive breakthrough if i'm gonna finally see change in my life then I can't do the same thing I did in 2021. I can't think the same way. I can't act the same way. I have to allow God to change that process so I can know God's perfect will for my life. I want to give you today two points, two points a day on how to better our thought process. Are you ready? Okay, I, I want you to take notes. I want you to jot these down because this is really going to bless you. If, you wanna, if you're an overthinker, if, if you want to work on your thoughts, on your patterns, on your ways, man, I would jot these things down. Number one is capture destructive thoughts. Capture destructive thoughts. Hmm. So there's this guy named Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, he, he pens this scripture. It's found in Corinthians, and, and, I, and I want to read it to you. It says this, for though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight, the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world. I'm going to stop right there. I want to break down that verse. Paul says this, he says, I live in this world. I, I do life in this world. If I can put it in, in 20, 22 terms, he says, I, I work at Chrysler. I work in a factory. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm a doctor. I'm a nurse. I'm a lawyer. Um, I work at a hospital. I live in this world, and I do everything the world does. He says, but there's one thing different. I don't wage war like everybody else does. There's a difference. There's a difference. The, the weapons that 
they use are way different than what I use. And if Paul was here, he would explain it like this. He would say, when my friends, when they have adversity, the way they react is different on the way how I respond. It's completely different. I don't wage war like they do. Paul says, uh, he says, I'm, I fight on my knees. That's how, that's how I fight. I, 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 I fight on my knees. I pray for my family. Then I turn around and I see God doing a victory in my family. I, I get on my knees and I pray for God to open doors for, for a job. I, I'm praying for so-and-so's healing. And then all of a sudden I get a text message and, and I get a good report that they are healed, that they're feeling better. He says, my fight is different from everybody else. He says, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. I want to go back. I'm going to go back to that because that was a, a mouthful. Okay, It says, we demolish arguments. Okay, That that. Uh, word in the in the Hebrew arguments it talks about uh, disputation it's it means you are disputing with yourself or you are disputing with the knowledge of God you're arguing uh, it, it means that when God says one thing, when God says he's for you, when God says he's with you in your heart, you're saying, man, God's not with me. God's not for me. Paul says, I argue with myself. I argue with God. I don't believe everything he says. It's, it's true. It's going against this knowledge. And Paul says, I'm done with that. Because you'll never argue with God and win. You'll never argue with God and, and end up feeling better with yourself. He says, I'm not going to go against the knowledge of God anymore. I'm going to believe it. Even when I don't believe it, I'm still going to believe it. Even when I don't have hope, I'm still going to have hope. It says in Hebrews, when Abraham didn't have hope, he still had hope and he believed. And, 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 and Paul is saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get this together by letting God transform my mind. There's certain things that uh, try to attack us in our mind and our thoughts and this is probably something that Paul was dealing with, and he was saying, he was saying stuff like this. Maybe he was saying, I am not enough. I'm not enough. I don't, I don't feel like I'm enough. I feel like um, maybe other people are better than me. Maybe there's somebody here today, you're comparing yourself to what you see on social media. You compare yourself to other families. You compare yourself to what other people are doing. And you're saying, man, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Or, or, or maybe you're saying stuff like this. Maybe you're saying, I never will. I'll never, I'll never see God's hand in my life like somebody else will. I, I'll, I'll never receive that job. I'll, I'll never have that relationship, that marriage that I want. I'll never get married. Paul says, this is, this is my struggle every single day. But 
he says this. We're going to go back to the scripture. He says this. Here's how I'm going to overcome these thoughts. He says, I am going to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So the simple term, the the simple way to explain that is we're going to surrender it to God. But what this verse truly means when he says, I'm going to take captive and make these thoughts obedience to Christ. What he's explaining is, is that Christ's greatest obedience was at the cross. And when Paul was saying, I'm going to take the captive and bring it to obedience to Christ. He's saying, if the cross was Christ's greatest obedience... And that's where death had to submit itself. That's where sin had to submit itself. Then I am going to bring my thoughts, my overthinking to the foot of the cross and everything will follow suit. I'm going to capture these thoughts. I'm going to open up the gate. I'm going to capture these thoughts. That means I'm no longer going to entertain them anymore. That means I'm no longer going to just allow my brain to, to go there. I'm not going to be overthinking it anymore. I'm going to capture them and bring them to the foot of the cross. Sometimes what we say is, you know what? I'm just not going not gonna to think about it anymore. I'm not, no, 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 no. It's, it's deeper than that. Bring them to the cross. Bring them to where the blood of Jesus drips on every thought, on every circumstance, on every depression. The, once the blood hits it, you're free. Once the blood of Jesus touches you, it sets you free. And the reason why it's not working in the first place is because you're doing it on the own strength. You're arguing with yourself. You're, you're making these reasonings. Another definition is you're reasoning with yourself of why this is not going to work. Paul is saying, I'm not, not only I'm not going to entertain it, but I'm going to let the blood take care of it. I'm going to let Jesus work on it. What he did 2,000 years ago is still good enough for 2022. It's still working in my life. And I'm going to capture these thoughts and make it obedience to Christ. So we're talking about two, two different ways on how to better our thought pattern. That first one is we need to capture our thoughts. The second one is we need to fix our thoughts on spiritual things. Fix your thoughts on spiritual things. You just got to fix this thing. Um, here's another scripture. Paul, Paul said it. It's in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. Very famous scripture. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Look at your neighbor and tell them, fix your thoughts. Look at the other person next to you. Tell them, fix your thoughts. It says, fix your thoughts on what is true, on what is honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise and watch this this is the part where sometimes you and i we check out this part it says keep putting it into practice keep putting it into practice keep putting it into practice i don't know there's this uh, i don't know if you know him but there's this basketball player his name is steph curry okay 
Do you, do you see that guy, the way he shoot threes from half court? It's crazy. Now, he does it in real time in, in the game, but nobody knows that when there's no audience, when there's no crowd, he's there by himself putting it into practice. Because if you're going to play hard in the game when everybody's watching, you got to play hard in the game when nobody's watching. And he's saying, put it into practice. Put that word in your heart. Put that word in your, in your mind. David said, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit. What did, what did uh, Solomon say? He said, you are ensnared by, the, by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Paul says, I'm not going to mess with that anymore. I don't wage war like I used to anymore. I don't wage war. I, I went on my knees. I think on things that are good. I think on things that are excellent, things that are praiseworthy. Think on things that are, that are of a good report. These are different translations that it says on the NIV and the NLT. But these are the things that we should be thinking about. Okay, let's go to the next one. Keep putting into practice everything that you have learned and received from me and everything that you have heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. I wish that end part of the scripture would be at the beginning because we're all searching for the peace of God. And Paul is saying, hey, here's the formula. If you want the peace of God, change your thoughts. If you want the peace of God, change the way you think. If you want the peace of God, change your behaviors and how you think about your circumstance. Because if you win in here, you're going to win out there, buddy. If you win in your mind, you are unstoppable. I'm telling you, nothing, nothing is, in this world is impossible as long as you got Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Nothing is impossible. And even if it doesn't work out, my Bible says that he will work everything out, everything out for your good. That whatever the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. And just because it doesn't make sense right now, just because we can't comprehend it doesn't mean God isn't working in the background. And we have to work with God and think on things. Fix, fix your thoughts on spiritual things. I'm going to give you um, an example, uh, and a lot of us will relate to this. Okay? You know when you're, you're, you're driving in your car and you hear like a funny sound and you're like, man, I got to take my car to the mechanic. Here we go. Right? You take your car to the mechanic and uh, it's like a small little piece that's broken, right? And, and what's, okay, how much does it cost? It's $952.69. Right? And you're like, oh my God, like, I just bought so much stuff for like Christmas and like bills, right? And like 900 of it is just labor. <laughs> and you're just like, man, how am I going to pay this? And, you know, we ask this all the time. I know I ask this. I, I say, well, do I have to get it done right now? <laughs> or can I do it just like a little bit later? Um, and your mechanic tells you the most spiritual thing that he could ever tell you. 
Okay, you ready? Like, he's so spiritual. Like, he's an atheist, and he doesn't even know he's telling you spiritual thing. Okay? He says this, okay? He says, oh, yeah, you can, you can wait to fix it later, but if you wait to fix it later, you're going to pay for it in the long run. If you don't fix it right now, it's going to cost you tomorrow. And what if God is telling you today, hey, if you don't get these thoughts lined up right now, lined up with my word and my promises, I don't want you to pay for it tomorrow. Fix your thoughts on spiritual things. You know, there's a saying that says, in order for us to go forward, sometimes we got to fix what's behind us. And... For a lot of us, there's been some words that have been really attacking us. 2021 has been a rough year. We'd heard some, some, some things that we didn't want to hear. Family members probably got sick and, and situations uh, that we weren't expecting happen. And all we hear is this chatter from the enemy. And he's, he's been lying to you. Okay, Can I tell you that? The enemy's been lying to you. In this past year, and what has happened is you have now lessened who you are because you've been listening to the lies. So I know that in order for me to go forward, I, I think I need to go backwards and I need to fix some things. You see, the, the point says fix your thoughts on spiritual things. It's not just a point that says that. Paul says that. So I need to go back. So I need to go back to, to this quote. Can you do me if you just hold it? I need to go back to something like this, man. It says, I'm not enough. I wonder if the enemy has told you that you're not enough. I wonder if the enemy has told you and lied to you this year that your family is not enough. That your children, they're just they're just lower class. Your, your children will never get good grades. They're not enough. They're not like the rest of the kids. Your children will always be where they are. And that makes you feel less about them and less about yourself. You'll always live at that place. You'll never get a nice car. You'll always be less than. But I have to go back to this lie that the enemy has told me. And I got to find some type of truth in it. Because wherever there is a lie, you can always find the truth. Whatever the enemy is whispering to you, just listen to the opposite of it. Because that's the truth right there. The serpent told Eve half. He told her, he told her a lie, but there was half a truth. So when I go to the lie and I see I am not enough, I say, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You are not over me and you are not over my mind. And I know that I am enough that God is with me. God is for me. He's not against me. I'm not going to entertain these thoughts. Maybe you've been told and I never will. I'll never go get my education man I dropped that of I dropped that in high school I'll never get my education I'll never be successful I, I, I'll never be like that family and all you've been hearing is I never I never I never are you like Paul today 
Are you arguing with yourself? Are you arguing with God? Are you reasoning with God on why this is never going to work? Not this year. Not in 2022. This is the year my mind starts changing. This is the year that I don't conform to the patterns of this world, but I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind so I will know God's perfect will for my life. This is the year where I take the never out and I say, I will. Because I know he will. Because he's exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what I can ask, think, or imagine. And even when I can't, I know he will. Because the Bible says that his grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in weakness, Paul says. So when you see me at my weakness, you will see God next to me at my strongest. When you see me at my lowest point, that's when God's ready to do something behind the scenes. The Bible says, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Joe. It's God's power. It's working in you, working through you, working through your thoughts. Pick yourself up, man of God. Pick, pick your head up, woman of faith. You have been through so much this past year. You can't give up now. And you need to take those thoughts and capture it and put it to the cross, put it to the feet of Jesus because God is not done with you yet. God is just getting started. God is going to do something greater than you ever think or imagine in your family, in your life, in your friends, in your job. Don't quit now. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is think on things that are higher think on things that are a good report don't give up don't 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 the, the the people of israel they stood in front of the red sea and they said this is never gonna work this is never gonna work but god stretched out his rod and he parted the sea no, 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 no. Let, let me correct myself. Moses stretched out his rod. The Bible says actually that the people of Israel, they, they started to walk on the water and then the Red Sea began to part. And some of you need today, some of you need to start walking on the water in faith, trusting God that that miracle is going to come to pass. That blessing is going to happen. And when you begin to walk, the seas begin to part. I'm going to fix my thoughts. I'm going to walk on water even when it doesn't make sense. Peter told Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. And Peter said, okay. Sometimes you got to tell God, okay. I'm going to give you um, one more illustration, okay? Um, I want you to, in your mind, I want you to open up a Microsoft Word uh, document. Okay. This is a, a hard right turn. Okay. <laughs> I want you to open up a Microsoft Word document or any pages. And, okay. You see a blank screen? Do you see the cursor blinking? Okay. You see the cursor blinking? Okay. Um, I want you to type the first letter of your name. Okay. Okay. Do you see it there? Okay. A question, not a trick question. What size did the letter come out? 
What size letter? Capital. Okay. What, what size is the font? 12. 12. You need to start double spacing. <laughs> Somebody said 11. Size 12. Okay. Go into, go into the settings and make the letter 100. Okay. Okay. Now exit out and click save. Now open up a new document. You got a blank screen. The cursor is blinking. Write another letter. Write your letter. Okay. Not a trick question. What size did the letter come out again? 12. Why did it come out 12? Because that's the default. So no matter what size the letter you make it, if you change the color, if you change the scheme, if you change the background, when you open it up, the default will always come out no matter what the circumstance my question to you today when circumstances when situations happen when things begin to get bigger than what it seems to be what is your default my default is Romans chapter 3 verse 7 and it says this let God be true and every man a liar I'm gonna choose what God says I'm gonna choose what his word says What's your default? Do you default to worry? Do you default to your past? Go into your settings. Go into the hard drive of your heart and be like Paul and say, I'm not arguing with God anymore. I know his promises are yes and amen. I've been telling God just recently, the past couple of months, God, whatever your will is for my life, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. What's your default? Change it. Tweak it. Two points. Capture your thoughts. Number one. Number two. Fix your thoughts on spiritual things. Don't be ensnared by the words of your mouth. For a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Become that person. Become that man. Become that woman that makes a decision this year. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to allow my thoughts to dominate me. I'm going to allow God's word to lead me. Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes. God, we thank you that you are who you say you are. God, we allow you and we give you our thoughts and our ways, God, and we give you our hearts today. God, help us, God, Lord. Give us the strength to renew our minds and our will and our emotions, God, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that as we submit these thoughts to you, God, you can change us you can change us and there is even right now as i'm speaking god is doing a change in some of you right now yep you're submitting your heart to god you're submitting your thoughts to god and god is saying this year is going to be different be an expectancy be an expectancy this year is going to be different for you this year you're going to receive breakthrough this is your year and we receive that god with every head bowed and every eye closed if there's someone here who doesn't know Jesus and wants to know him as their personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity right now to get to know him. If you feel like you're far from God, if you feel like you lost that connection with God, you can receive breakthrough right now. You could receive your healing right now as you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. If that's you right where you are, do me a favor. Before we pray, just put your hand up so I can pray for you. Just put your hand up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for that hand. God is moving. 
that's you, if you didn't raise your hand the first time, but you want to raise it right now, put it up right now. Raise it up. Raise it up. Thank you for, for that hand in the back. Thank you to the left. Thank you right here in the middle. Hands are going up. Would you repeat this prayer with me? Would you say, Jesus, I ask you today to come into my life, fix my thoughts, fix my ways. I align myself with you. I accept you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. Change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Come on, future. Let's put our hands together. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You can take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.